getting in front of the camera can seem intimidating. There's something that happens when you hit that record button. It's the all eyes are on you feeling. And sometimes we can let the fear of failing actually hold us back from making great videos. Well, in today's episode, we are diving into part two of how to be comfortable on camera so we can get past the fear and start making great work. My name is Heather Torres, and you are listening to the Think Marketing Podcast. We deliver a brand new episode for you every single Tuesday. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And today's video is brought to you by the free Side Hustle Challenge, where you can learn the 10 best ways to make money online in 2021. You can get registered for free at ideatoincome.tips. That's ideatoincome.tips, not .com, if you want to sign up for the free side hustle challenge. Now, we are going to dive into part two of our two-part series on how to get comfortable on camera. We're going to dive in the middle of the interview with Sean Cannell and Brock Johnson, where we're going to go through tips number five through eight. Now, if you missed last week's episode, definitely pause this one, go back, and get tips one through four because they're building on top of each other. Well, I'm excited for this conversation, so let's jump right into the middle. Number five is uh, to make a gratitude list. List why you're grateful. And a lot of these tips that I've been sharing, and this is very intentional, they are tangible. They are things that you can do. They're not these big meta terms. Some of them are, but a lot of these, I want to give you steps that you can walk away from uh, this podcast having learned and that you can actually implement. So this is a great one that you can tangibly do yourself, and that is to make a gratitude list. It is scientifically proven that when you list the things you are grateful for, first of all, you're never going to be able to end that list. You could go on for days and days and days. I don't care um, what stage of life you're at or what season you are in or what hardships or triumphs you've recently experienced. There's an endless list of things that you can be grateful for. And it's scientifically proven when you write a list of things that you are grateful for, your mood improves, your confidence boosts, all of that, your your performance improves. All of those things are shown to improve by just practicing gratitude. So a great way that I like to implement this into my own life is every morning, part of my morning routine is making a list of things I'm grateful for that day. Brilliant. And uh, that's super powerful. What's number six? Number six is similar to to number five, which was, you know, make that list of of gratitude, but also make a list of your strengths. Make a list of your strengths, but also make a list of your weaknesses because making a list of your strengths reminds you of the things you can be confident in, the things you can rely upon, the things you know to be true, but also you can make a list of your weaknesses to remind yourself of these are areas that I can improve. These are areas that like we talked about earlier, you can work on your confidence and you can practice. Uh, but I think that really the, the list of the strengths is a great place to start. It's a great jumping off point. Uh, and those are things that you can remind yourself of and, and almost speak them as affirmations uh, for yourself to remind yourself, hey, I am good at some of these things. You know, I do have these skills. I have practiced. Um, people like me for this. People know me for this. These are my strengths. And you can build upon those to, to build your own confidence. I love that. And I'm sure though, Brock, you've encountered people that you help that feel somewhat even blind to their own strengths. Mm -hmm. And that can kind of get almost like either kind of overly negative or just they don't really see it because it comes natural. What what advice do you have if someone immediately goes, I can't think of any strengths? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a super, super common uh, response. And, And I absolutely recognize that. 
And here's what I would recommend. Reach out to some of your close friends. Um, I do say friends because sometimes family isn't necessarily by choice. Friendship is usually by choice. Reach out to some of your close friends and just ask them like, hey, why are you friends with me? Why, why, why are you naturally drawn to me? And, and you know, you can tell them, hey, this is kind of a weird question. This might sound weird and I might be coming out of nowhere, but blame it on me. Say, I listened to some dude on a podcast and he is making me ask you this question, but I'm wondering, what is it that you think is a strength of mine? What is something that uh, you feel drawn to me because of? And if you have good friends, they will give you some reasons back. They will respond to you with, some 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 of your strengths some things you're great at i wouldn't recommend doing this over social media but call your friends up send them a text send them an email um and and ask them why are they friends with you why are they drawn to you what strengths do they think you have and heck if you wanted to you could even lead it off by telling them what some of their strengths and, and some reasons you like them are uh, but i think you know relying on those who love us is a great way to remind us of why we should love ourselves yeah, and man, your circle is so important. And what Brock kind of suggested and even warned there is you do want to make sure that you don't get into some kind of a toxic environment when you're getting this feedback. But if you do have a good circle around you or someone can speak into you, someone knows you, and you know that's like a healthy space, it could be one of the most powerful things ever, you know, to bring up Heather Torres again. Before she started her homeschool channel, back when we very first met in the early days of Pioneering Video Ranking Academy, and she was kind of, the reason we linked up was because we met on Twitter, we found out that her and her family, her husband Isaiah and their kids had moved to Las Vegas, and she wanted to learn video. She had a particular set of skills in digital marketing and ads and all this other kind of stuff, course creation, but was like afraid to get on video. And when she started her homeschool channel, she was just like, I have nothing to talk about. I have no value to add to anybody. I don't know anything about this. I don't know what videos I would make. And those are the mindsets coming from someone who had successfully now homeschooled kids for six years, who'd probably read 38 books on homeschooling from all this other stuff. And I remember we were just walking in and I just gave her a trigger question. I said, what are the three mistakes that people who just get started uh, make you with homeschool? She goes, oh, well, and in response to the question, it just kind of naturally overflowed that she knew all this information. And when it wasn't through the fearful lens of, oh shoot, I gotta put this on camera, I gotta put this mm. on a story, I gotta put this on a reel. When it was actually just kind of, when you're relaxed, what kind of flows naturally for you, it was a real strength, but yet we can be so critical with ourselves or even kind of the curse of knowledge show blind to our own strength. So I encourage you, get around people echoing Brock, that could pull those things out of you, but also try not to be hard on yourself because what do you research? What have you read about? What do people ask for your advice about? What do people look to you for? What do people in your family say, man, you're great at that. Oh man, when you ever, when you come to family gatherings, you're the one who brings the, the fire when it comes to like cooking or making healthy food or whatnot. And you're like, I don't really know if I could make a cooking channel about healthy food on YouTube. Of course you can. Like everyone in your world sees you for that. Everyone's asking you for how to do accounting tips and budgeting tips because you're just, you're great at it. But you're like, I don't know if I'm as good as the people. Mm -hmm. Don't count yourself out and definitely tap the knowledge base and the encouragement base of your circle around you. Brock, we're on number seven. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? 
Yeah, you you kind of said a word that is a perfect segue into it. And you said, you know, when you're relaxed and you're in that state, then it really just flows out of you. Oftentimes we get this anxiety, our blood pressure rises, our heartbeats going through the roof and we're thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to go live or I have to sit down and actually record this YouTube video. And that can be really scary. But I want to remind everyone about how powerful being in a meditative state can be, being in that relaxed, what it's called like oftentimes the flow state or being in the zone is what's kind of called in athletics. Um, and it really goes back to this idea, and this would be the tangible way you can practice it, visualization and meditation. Oftentimes, like you talked about earlier, Sean, there's that competence, which is missing, so that we don't have confidence. And it can be a struggle just to build the competence. It can be a struggle just to start practicing and to put yourself out there for the very first time. But a great way that you can do this is through visualization. If you can visualize yourself doing something, your brain doesn't necessarily know that you are not doing it. There have been so many studies that have proven this time and time again. One great one uh, was they had athletes, they had PE students actually, so not even like basketball players. And they had one group practice shooting free throws a couple times a week. They tested them at the beginning of the week and they tested them at the end of the week. They had another group just visualize shooting a perfect free throw, it going in every single time for a week. They tested them at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week. The group that just visualized did way better when they retested at the end of the week. They weren't even shooting a basketball that whole week. Now, that's not to say that you should never shoot a basketball if you're a basketball player. That's not to say if you're a content creator, you should never create content, but it just goes to show you the power of visualization and the, the real tangible effects it can have on your mind. So Brock, is there a routine that you go through if you have, say, a live stream coming up? Or of course, you teach in like your Insta Club Hub community and sometimes you got like a big training or you mm -hmm. speak on stages. Do you, how do you apply this? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, and this is a, again, another tangible way that you can prepare um, is having an outline. So for me, I like to outline the things that I want to talk about. I also like to get an idea beforehand of like, what's the thing going to look like? If I'm speaking on stage, What's it going to look like when I'm on stage? If I'm doing a live stream, what is my, you know, what is my room going to look like? What's the ring light situation? What's my, my actual setup here in my home office? So I like to, in a, in a very real sense, visualize and see everything that I would be seeing for that event. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, having an outline. So having just some notes prepared so I can hear myself speak and rehearse. And sometimes I'll even record into my own phone, uh, kind of like an audio recording of the things I want to say. And I can play that back to myself and listen to myself speaking, which is kind of the next step to visualization. That's beautiful. And as we get ready for number eight, you know, that actually kind of reminds me, I think we, we just did a, a, a podcast episode. If you missed it on our YouTube checklist and getting the 10 steps of getting ready for a video, including outlining it, preparing, even if you want to get your lighting and your gear dialed in. And so definitely check that out uh, in the archives if you missed that episode. Um, but when I, one of the most powerful things I believe for me and for uh, us at Think Media is if we can get our outline done ahead of time and let it breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite ways to let it breathe is like, okay, I know I'm going to maybe do a live stream later on a Thursday and it's a Wednesday and my outline's done. I love to run. And so I'll get up, I'll do a morning run. And I'm thinking about that at 10 o'clock, it's eight uh, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to be going live. And there's kind of a magic that happens there because number one, you're, you're consuming all of this oxygen. Your brain is fired up. There's all this blood flow. You're kind of getting that runner's high. 
And you're also in a state, no phone, no distraction. You're just kind of out there. And I've noticed that in those moments too, it, it de-stresses you. It's a way to, uh, of course, you're, you're breathing, all kinds of physiological benefits are happening. And then I'm also thinking through, I'm kind of playing it out in my mind. And so um, that's another kind of even just tangible way where I found that that almost adds like the outline is like the kindling and the the, the, the wood for the fire. And then if you will, the visualization and the preparation in that moment. And that could also include things like, you know, prayer, uh, yeah, literally closing your eyes and just playing it out, going running, but having a routine like that can really then set on fire. Like it's kind of the thing to your point. Now you're sinking through free throws because you've thought ahead about it. And so that's another practical way. And I would encourage, encourage you to of course, find your own uh, routine, right? To find your own because there's different people. These are these are proven science back strategies that then, of course, you c- incorporate into your own flow, your own style. I know not everybody likes to run. Some people like being in the gym, even go on a walk. Steve Jobs was known for loving to do walking meetings because of the oxygen and the creativity that would be sparked. But if uh, one huge encouragement, let your outline breathe. Mm. It lets you. I know what I've like when I'm finishing my notes or my slides. Two seconds before I'm supposed to present whatever it is, or I'm under a deadline, and that is not helping me be in a relaxed state or yeah. a confident state. I'm more in, in a stressed and a rushed state. And if you can let it breathe, you'll show up so much p- more powerfully on camera and for your people. Brock, number eight. We yeah. made it. What, what's yeah. number eight? Absolutely. So number eight uh, is preparation to prepare. And I don't know who this quote was. For some reason, I feel like it's attributed to Abe Lincoln, but Um, you know, who knows where some of these quotes come from, but it's basically, uh, if you give me eight hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first six sharpening the blade. It just goes back to that idea of preparation. I was a college football player. We spend months, an entire off season, about nine months preparing for a three month season. And within that three month season, we spend six days preparing for about a two hour period. And really a lot of those times, those six, six day periods, they actually started preparing months in advance. So sometimes it's weeks, if not months of preparation for what comes down to a two hour period. And then guess what? Within that two hour period, we're not on the field playing the entire two hours. You might get a total of 35 minutes of on the field time. So if you add it all up, the preparation far outweighs the actual execution. And so what does this look like tangibly um, on social media or, or when you are a content creator? It's first and foremost, fully understanding how to utilize the different features and functions and fundamentals of the platform that you're on. If you're going live on TikTok, you need to know what all the buttons do. You need to know how can somebody comment? How can somebody follow you? If you are uploading your very first ever YouTube video, you need to know all of the different aspects and what goes into creating a good video and what goes into the actual recording of that video. Like how do you use your camera? So all of that, first and foremost, that starts with your preparation and your preparation can lead to confidence. So not only is it the outline and making sure you're in the right headspace and all the things that we've talked about already, but it's also preparing so that you, you know, you're ready for whatever is going to be thrown at you and that you really have a full understanding and grasp of how to use the platforms that you're using and how to achieve the best results. Brock, I am so fired up by that illustration. And our theme this year at our company is wisdom based off Ecclesiastes 10.10, which is using a dull ax requires great strength. So sharpen the blade 
that's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. And I feel like Abe Lincoln, at least if it was he who said that quote, that basically was him saying that like, man, if I'm going to cut down a tree and I got a dull ax, that's going to take a ton of strength. But if I sharpen the ax first, even for six hours, those last two are going to be that much more effective. I just want to uh, acknowledge you, Think Marketing Podcast, for actually being here in this very moment and sharpening the blade. For being someone that's committed to your learning, to being someone who's committed to leveling up, for being someone who's committed to do the practice, do the repetitions, post the videos, to dial in your why, to focus on strengthening your strengths and acknowledging your weaknesses, to being great, gratitude, uh, to having gratitude, um, to working on visualization and to mastering your craft. I just want to remind you, and I'm so grateful for everything that Brock has shared, that uh, you have a mission. You have people you are called to. You have a purpose. And people need you. People need you to show up right now, especially at this time in the world where mm -hmm. there's so much negativity and vitriol and controversy and division. Um, we are so passionate here at Think Media to see you sharing your message boldly, getting out of your comfort zone, helping people solve problems, helping people reach their ambitions, entertaining people, educating people, and putting out world-class content during the greatest revolution that we've really ever seen. You know, Brock, as we land the plane, uh, there's a Signal Fire article that said that the creator economy, TikTok creators, Instagram, YouTube creators, there's 50 million. Some are mm -hmm. amateur, 2 million are professional, meaning they're earning over six figures. And so many people are rising up from the amateur, turning this into full-time businesses. And that's part of our mission here. Mm -hmm. And they declared this. This is the fastest growing small business type um, that is happening right now. That The creator economy. And of course, I mean, TikTok game streamers, but people with YouTube channels that are selling things on Etsy shops, entrepreneurs that are bolting on YouTube as a way to drive traffic to their product services and consulting and coaching, authors who are leveraging content creation, so many different business models, so many different opportunities, the fastest growing small business type and only accelerated by a pandemic and by 2020 because more people are trying to figure out how to work from home, work online, and really build a life and business on their own terms. Cast a little vision as we land the plane of what you think this year, what the opportunity is, what you see as someone who's not only been in this for four years, but has been really a Gen Z perspective on the state of social media, the mm -hmm. internet, and the opportunity in front of us right now. What is the future you see? Yeah, absolutely. So the future is absolutely huge. It's powerful. And I think it's really, really exciting. I think that I can speak personally about Instagram because that is my expertise. Something that happened in 2020 and was really accelerated in 2020 by the pandemic and, and everything that happened is this turning away. And I mentioned it earlier, but this turning away from the, from the perfect, from the photoshopped, from the super polished, from the professional even, and a real turning to what's real. And I like to ask my students, you know, uh, that they should ask themselves, not what can my followers do for me, but what can you do for your followers? What can I do for my followers? That's a question I'm constantly asking myself and it keeps me in this position of servitude. And I have seen it time and time and time again. So many entrepreneurs and so many content creators are winning. 
they're growing, they're building an income, they're building a business on social media, not because they're the prettiest person you've ever seen, or they have the most amazing voice, or the, they're the best dancer, or they have the, the greatest content that looks better than anyone else's, but just that they show up consistently and they serve their audience and they pour into their audience and they give and they give to their audience. And because of that, they are successful and they grow. I've seen it time and time again on Instagram. I'm seeing it on TikTok. I see it on pretty much every social media platform. And I think that should be really encouraging for all of us moving into the future is that this past stigma that has existed around social media and especially around Instagram that you have to have the right filters and you have to be the prettiest looking and you have to make sure your makeup's done and your hair's done. You got to make sure that you look the best. You have the new clothes and all of that 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 isn't necessarily true anymore. And what's true and what does matter most is how much you serve your audience and how much you pour into them. Wow. Brock really left on such a high note there, really seeing the opportunity that's available online. And I can't wait for the side hustle challenge that Brock Johnson, Shalene Johnson, and Brett Johnson are going to be hosting this February. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, when it's being released, then you're going to want to make sure that you go over and sign up for the free side hustle challenge. That's at idea to income dot tips. And I can't wait for it to start. You know, they really dive into the best ways to be making money online right now in 2021. And they're going to teach you one business that you can start today. So I'm excited for that challenge. And really the tips that Brock gave were so inspiring, thinking about the gratitude list. Now that's a practice that I personally started about five years ago. I thought it was really cheesy at first. I'm like, of course I'm grateful for my kids and my husband and, you know, air and all of those things kids, husband, heir. Yeah, that's in that order, right? Uh, but really, you know, the gratitude, when you center yourself on gratitude, you start to move from the feeling of selfishness to the feelings of service because you're just so grateful for the things that you've been blessed with. I also very much believe in the visu visualization that Brock mentioned. For me, every time I get on camera, I read through my script. I think about smiling on camera. I think about connecting with the, you know, lens as if it's an eyeball. I really think through the things I'm going to say, the cadence that I'm going to speak, and really ultimately what the entire video is going to look like at the end. I think visualization, especially when you are brand new to getting on camera, can be such a missing piece to getting over the fear. If you just visualize yourself as someone who's already been doing this for a while, it's going to help you and you're going to see that come through on camera. And then finally, preparation. You know, think marketing listener, that Heather Torres is all about preparation. You know that I am the productivity queen and I love anything to do with really owning your time. And preparation is so important. Also giving things time to breathe, like Sean said, is really vital when it comes to jumping on camera and feeling confident and comfortable to press record. And I hope that you've enjoyed this two-part series all about uh, how to be confident on camera. And let me know in the comments or uh, wherever you're consuming this content, do you like this type of podcast where we bring our industry expert friends on and you get to see inside their world a little bit and get some tips from people other than Sean and Heather. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, we would love if you would go over to iTunes and rate and review this. This helps us be able to get the podcast out to more purpose-driven 
purpose-driven entrepreneurs just like you. And when you rate and review our podcast, you might just get a shout out on the show. And today's shout out goes to Josh Helm. He says, love it. Appreciate what you all are doing. I've tuned in numerous times and love your style of teaching and influence. Much thanks from the Texas Best Construction Gang. Josh, we are so grateful for you for being a part of our Think community. And thank you so much for taking the time out to write that review for us. It means the world to us to be able to hear from the community on iTunes. So thank you so much for that. And if you've not left your uh, review, make sure you do that because you get entered into a chance to win a ticket to grow with video live 2021. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our community here. I hope that this episode was something that encouraged you to just pick up the camera and press record. Remember, there's someone on the other side of the lens waiting for you to step outside of your comfort zone. You have a message that your audience needs, and all you got to do is just get over the fear of pressing record. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll catch you in the next episode.